I can't get out. I can't finish with what I've got. So, what the hell do I do? Hello, everyone. This is The American Debate. My name is Carl Hayden, and I am your host today. Today, we will be talking about Lyndon B. Johnson, a.k.a. LBJ, and his foreign affairs during his presidency. As you can see, it was well under control. We will also be welcoming two political analysts who will further explore Johnson's legacy, giving two different opinions. Throughout the podcast, you will not get my political opinion on LBJ or any or any political opinion from me until the end. But you will get the political opinion from our guest here today. I'll try my best to be neutral and not create any bias for the audience. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll be right back. Lyndon B. Johnson was the 36th U.S. president sworn in after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Some of Johnson's foreign affairs were the escalation of the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War and the continuation of the failed Alliance for Progress. Today, we have here Ronald McDonald and Amelia Porter to evaluate different perspectives on Johnson's foreign policy to see to what extent Johnson's foreign policy was a success using historical evidence and the analysis of Johnson's choices. First, let's start off with formal introductions. Hello, my name is Amelia Porter. I was in college during the Vietnam War when Lyndon B. Johnson was president. I went to the University of Virginia and studied international affairs. His foreign policies not only affected our country, but the citizens such as myself. Hello, my name is Ronald McDonald, and I was a close advisor to President Lyndon B. Johnson. We were very close, and his foreign policy was meant to benefit the whole country. But he just didn't have enough time in his presidency to fix things. First, let's talk about the Vietnam War and the implications it had on the U.S. Johnson once said, to dishonor that pledge to abandon this small and brave nation to its enemy and to the terror that must follow would be an unforgivable wrong. At that time in history, we have to acknowledge that the Cold War was at its prime. Johnson decided to say in this war to not only uphold the expectations that the global world had on the U.S. as a protector against communism, but also to continue Kennedy's legacy and his foreign policy to win the Vietnam War. I do agree that at this time in history that the Cold War had a big part to play in American proxy wars, but Vietnam wasn't a war the U.S. was supposed to take control of. Again, it wasn't European. They didn't do enough research about the history of Vietnam. What do you mean by the history of Vietnam, Ms. Porter? What I mean is what the Vietnamese people were fighting for. The Vietnamese people were fighting for themselves and their own country's independence. To not be ruled by someone else, LBJ should have understood this. We were viewed in the global world as a nation that promotes independence, but we failed to give other countries their independence. Also, the way that LBJ got permission to join, the war was not very much reliable. That is absolutely not true. LBJ was a president who promoted people having rights and governing themselves. LBJ found himself in a position in which he had to promote the global war getting rights, especially Vietnam. He did what he had to do as a president to contain communism. If it meant dragging America into another war, then so be it. No one questioned Truman when he decided to use his powers in Korea. 
So no one should question the thought process and support that LBJ gave when, when it came to making sure we won in Vietnam. Rather than being consumed with fighting for human rights, Johnson was instead consumed with not losing a war against communism. This is because of the campaign that Kennedy ran on and LBJ soon followed in his footsteps. The idea of taking action against communism. Losing the war would not only mean loss of support from Americans, but the global audience who believed the U.S. was a superhero. Instead of thinking rationally, LBJ signed the NSAM 273, which directed Congress to assist the people and government of South Vietnam to win against the North Vietnamese, and decided to send a bunch of American men to a pointless war in which we lost many Americans for no good reason, as well as a bunch of Vietnamese civilians who still suffer from the war today. Johnson did this even after campaigning on a peace platform in 1964, saying that the U.S. wouldn't have escalate the war unless there was a necessity. What was a necessity? Wars take time. No one can win a war within a year. World War II lasted for six years and had a bunch of casualties. LBJ knew what he was doing when he sent more American troops. He was finally, ta he was finally taking that action that the Democratic Party said it would take against communism. But there were many major set setbacks, I must admit. We were blindly going into this war, but when we finally were starting to get our vision, the American public started to lose support in us. This war was documented and it baffles me how Americans actually think war is. And if it's not a bloody, gruesome thing, if America was going to be the protector the world needed, then of course it would take some losses here and there. I agree that war isn't a pretty thing, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, the U.S. had access to all of these powerful weapons, and we were supposed to be a superpower, but we were getting our butts kicked by a third world country. The televising of the war showed me that Johnson administration wasn't well equipped to continue to escalate this war, and it was a big mistake on his part. The U.S. was winning this war. I think it's all about the perception in which the American public was viewing this war. Americans were not ready to see what a real war looked like, and they can only blame themselves and not Johnson. I have a question for Mr. McDonald. My question is, why would the LBJ involve the U.S. in a country that had no significance to the U.S.? Vietnam had a lot of significance to the U.S. Slowly but surely, countries were starting to fall to communism, and if communism continues, continued to spread, and the people in Moscow started to control these countries, America would lose many trading partners and its influence in the global sphere. Johnson wasn't providing South Vietnam or South Korea with any economic aid or any way to set up these countries up after being independent, until they were threatened to be ruled by communism. Preventing these countries from communism is the best economic aid that they can get. Speaking of economic aid, let's talk about the Alliance for Progress and why it didn't work out. For those of you who don't know what the Alliance for Progress was, a program which started under President Kennedy, which main goal was to establish economic cooperation between the U.S. and Latin America. Mr. McDonald, how did you feel about the program? I thought the program was an amazing idea the second I heard about it. I thought it was a great way to establish more American allies and promote capitalism, which is a very stable e economy. I thought it was a great idea that Johnson continued to promote the Alliance for Progress, and I was very upset that it didn't ultimately work out. I believe it didn't work out because Johnson didn't really care much for Latin America and its fate. His worry was 
containing communism in Vietnam rather than close to home. That's how Cuba fell to communism, and the Johnson administration didn't know how to navigate Latin American countries' economic economies because they were so different from their own. Johnson also supported unpopular right-wing dictators simply because they were against communism, and it led to major consequences in these Latin American countries. Let's clear this up. The administration that was in charge during the Cuban Revolution is John F. Kennedy. I know LB, LBJ was the vice president, but he wouldn't take he would have taken a different approach if he was actually if he was actually a president. Being president isn't an easy job. Vietnam was so time consuming that it did take some focus away from Latin America, but in the long run, run it was worth it. At to, at times, presidents can't see how oppressive and bad the people are that they support. But as soon as they do notice notice it, they try their hardest to shift away from supporting those kinds of people. It speaks volumes that the leaders of the United States care more about events happening on the other side of the globe rather than the events close to home. That they would allow many hilters to come in charge. LBJ signed a major piece of legislation, such as the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and he continued programs like the Alliance for Progress, but couldn't keep up with it, and making sure that they were in effect. This is where LBJ's foreign policy affects me. I am a person of color, and it was upsetting that the government wasn't doing more in the United States for our safety and security at home. A big idea for LBJ was that if his administration was able to effectively contain communism in the outer world, then, then Americans would feel secure here in America. I understand where that idea stems from. Of course, there was a lot of fear against communism in our nation, and the presidents who said that they would contain it got our support. But the U.S. cannot promote social rights in the global world, but have many social rights issues. It isn't addressing domestically. Overall, what do you guys feel were the implications of LBJ's foreign policy? I believe that LBJ made the U.S. seem like hypocrites, bullies, and selfish. The United States was viewed as a hypocrite because it continuously advocated for countries to have their own independence, but was involved in a pointless war against Vietnamese people who wanted their independence. Also, the United States spoke out about social rights but we're struggling to give the people in their country social rights. The big bad superpower U.S. getting involved in Vietnam made them look like bullies. Lastly, the United States not being able to effectively make the Alliance of Progress work showed that the U.S. only cared directly about countries they felt threatened by, not countries that they had no direct effect on them. I, on the other hand, believe that LBJ did an amazing job. He promoted domestic social rights, setting a I, on the other hand, believe that LBJ did an amazing job. He promoted domestic social rights, setting a precedent for not only the presidents after him, but leaders in the global world. LBJ was on the verge of winning a war against the Vietnamese, but then lost American public support, which really tarnished the global view of the U.S. as protector. LBJ did all that he could do for the U.S. with what he was left with after he after the assassination of J, JFK he was an amazing leader who couldn't truly show his true potential thank you mr mcdonald and mrs porter for joining us here today and expressing your ideas and beliefs we could talk about lbj and his foreign policies forever 
Thank you everyone for tuning in, listening to different perspectives, and coming to your own conclusions. After hearing this, I believe that to a large extent, LBJ's foreign policy was not successful. The escalation into the Vietnam War without the U.S. having a sole purpose and the failing of the Alliance of Progress were two very big things that led to my conclusion. Thank you for listening. My name is Carl Hayden, and this is The American Debate.